Okay, we're back on the show here, and uh, we've got the air doctor is here now, Peter Chernitz from Hamilton. And uh, the Iron Man is also here as co-host today, Mark Ironside. This is the first time we've ever actually been on this show together, right, Mark? This show, yeah. Liquid Lunch with Peter Chernitz, airdoctor.tv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is great. So... Yeah, so, I mean, uh, Peter, it was great. Uh, you came in this morning and you took out some of your... You, it looks like something Doctor Who might carry around <laughs> with him. Uh, and you're walking around the studio measuring stuff. And so, uh, so much to talk about, right? Oh, yeah. Where do we begin? Well, uh, you start with my story. That's a great place. Yeah, I'd love okay. to hear you. Um, when I was five, we moved up to our new home on the mountain in central Hamilton. Okay. Brand new home. Uh, we had a coal furnace. Right. Well, when I was 12 years old, there was a temperature inversion. We all had carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh. If our house would have been sealed up like they are today, we all would have died. Oh. Uh, luckily, my father came home from working the night shift at Stelco, realized what the problem was, took us all to the hospital for oxygen therapy. So what, you guys were all passed out or what? No, woke up with symptoms of vomiting, really bad headaches. Oh, yeah. And being 12 years old, I didn't even start drinking back then. Way bad. Suck. <laughs> I didn't suffer. But it was just, oh, just, oh, it was, it was terrible. Yeah, okay. So obviously something wrong with the air. Yes, but you can't see carbon monoxide. You can't smell it. You can't taste it. It's invisible. Yeah. And it's lethal. And back in those days, I mean, now it's, uh, you have to have... Carbon monoxide detectors. In, in the house, but back yes. then you didn't, right? No. So they you guys have, were lucky. They didn't have testing right. equipment back then. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, an early personal experience with air quality, yes, right? Yes, yes. And my mother has allergies. She has an EpiPen. And luckily, I've inherited the allergies. You did? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> And two of my children have uh, EpiPens also, because well, with their allergies, so it's a gene thing, I do believe. But oh well. So ever since then, uh, I'm very interested in air quality. I have allergies, summer allergies, and uh, I do whatever I can. I try to make the home, the air in my home, as clean as possible. Actually, now it's coming back to me because we were in the car earlier this morning, and you said you hate coming to Toronto because of the air pollution. Oh. It's and, yes, uh, I can feel I can feel the air when I when I come here. Right. It starts to irritate my eyes and whatnot. Because you got so much carbon monoxide from in, in all the fumes from the the, the vehicles. I How know. many vehicles do you have here? Oh, How much? Few. Yes, constantly. That's we the worst places you could be are on the highway in the 401. Oh yeah. And the areas surrounding, uh, I think it's 1,500 meters on either side of the highways, are are the worst. Right, and plus, uh, well, depending on air direction and airflow, and I know you're from Hamilton, and yes. I kind of joked, well, being from Hamilton, you're used to pristine air, right? Of course. <laughs> well, the section in western Hamilton, yes. And east of Hamilton, down by the harbor there, the air is very good. And that's where you live, and yeah, just on the opposite right. side of the, of the, of the big steel mm -hmm. plants. The steel that, plants uh, are down yeah. in the east end, and they blow all the pollution over to... Grimsby, Stony Creek, and Toronto, and Mississauga, and, and those other places. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe you can tell them a little bit about your Defasco experience. You were well, I did. Yes, yeah. uh, I worked in a lab at Defasco as a lab technician for 32 years, analyzing uh, 
coal, coke, water, air tar, all the byproducts of the products that oh. they, they had. So, so I was doing all the scientific stuff and doing all the measuring and all scientific instruments. Yeah, so, oh yeah, okay, so it's interesting. Yeah. And it's hard watch them pour the metal, coming out the liquid metal into the molds and, oh wow, like, you know, and then you gotta test that because the different ingredients that they put in there. Yeah. So you test that to make sure different qualities of metals for different things. So you've got the scientific background yes. to be able to properly measure the things that you're measuring yes. as the air doctor. And the interest and the passion for it too. Yeah, yeah. so okay, cool. So um, um, now, but it's not just uh, like pollutants, like a, uh, what do you want to call it? Particulate pollutants, because you're also now measuring and it's a whole new problem. And that's like electromagnetic pollution, radiation, that sort of right, thing, right? right? Yes, that's a, well. That's part part of the broad spectrum of the things that we have. Yeah. Now, um, the things the things that we have here are indoor air pollution, which is uh, the biggie. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, um, seven people, seven million people, a year die from air pollution. And also, according to the Environmental uh, Protection Agency, 7.5 of us are affected, are affected by air quality. I'm one of them. 7.5%? Million, 7.5 million oh, okay. people are affected by Is that air in quality. Canada, North America, worldwide? worldwide? Yes. Well, remember they used to have it. I don't know if they have it anymore. They used to have the pollution readings. And I know Hamilton had one. Yes. My hometown had one. Uh, you know, the, it's the pollution index is whatever today, mm -hmm. and if it was high enough, they'd advise you to stay inside, and, and they were able to measure uh, that more people would die on those days because of the poor yes, now air Now we have quality. the air quality health index. Okay. And I do have information here on that. Okay. Uh, the air quality info, uh, that varies by across the province. So there's several different methods of measuring the air quality. Um, there's the air quality health index and the other people use the air quality index and there's also the brisometer uh, health index brisometer, brisometer. yes that's more hyper local yeah. so you can go right down to your local area and as the air quality you know you get a, a drift of wind yeah. it can blow the pollution along yeah. so we can find out oh yes it's coming this way that way and mm -hmm. it's, the temperature is hotter over there or worse over here so should I go ride my bike to this park today? And no, I don't think so because the air pollution levels aren't that good over there. So how do you do that? Do you have a special device? Uh, it's uh, you can get that on on your phone. Oh, oh, very cool. You know, it's just an app on the phone. Wow. And you can go to airdoctor.tv. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is why you're co-host today, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, now what should we do? Should we talk about some of, the, uh, should we go over all the different devices you have here? Okay. And so what do you do? I mean, you're, uh, do you, are you here to help people yes. who are dealing with air quality issues of yes. all sorts? Well, clean air, as you can see, there's seven steps for better indoor air quality. Can I have a look at that? Yes. Okay, I'll just hold that up uh, here. You can see that in detail. Freeze the screen and read those at your leisure. Um, yeah, should I read these? Sure. Control moisture sources, Very reduce important. particulates, proper ventilation, 
You eliminate volatile compounds, eliminate toxic residues, reduce dust mites and dander, eliminate combustion gases. Yeah. And people, uh, yeah, I think I got some, maybe might have some of those uh, issues. Uh, you know, probably everybody does to a certain extent. Yes. I got like a cover it in the basement full of old paint and something that got spilled there and right. God knows what it is. Yes, there are monitors that you can test have in your home. And even like there could be, you never know, some super toxic substances, but exactly. are you able to measure that stuff with some of the gear that you have? Yes. Also, yeah. we should live where the air is clean, like Hamilton. Yes. Right? <laughs> And Toronto. Well, but P you know that's easier said than done, though, Peter. I mean, sure, I know. You, I know. I know. I know you got an ideal place there, yes. uh, right on the bay in Hamilton. But uh, uh, you know, um, sometimes it's it's you know maybe you live in a community that's got a big and you work at the plant, like I for, did, like at Stelco or DeFasco yes. in Hamilton, or you know, that the same place that gives you the money to pay for your house True. is uh, making your air dirty. Well, at least Hamilton is doing something about it. Yeah. Well, look at that, Hamilton. A Clean. breath of fresh air. That's true. <laughs> right? I have to say I, I like Hamilton. You don't have to convince me that Hamilton is pretty cool. But, uh, yeah. If you open the first page here, I'm on. Yeah. I'm oh, there, there you are. you there? Yes. There you are. Yeah, so this is uh, this is an initiative of the city of Hamilton. Yes, and actually, they're they're known around the world. They're they're one of the big people of uh, being very progressive. Well, it makes sense because I mean Hamilton did struggle for years with yes. air quality. Yes, I think it was the first place in Ontario that got that pollution monitoring uh, equipment back in yes, the day. Yes, well, Stelco and DeFasco and all the other industries. Yeah, we were in a blue collar industrial town. Yep, and plus you got the mountain. Yes, and below and the so mountain, below all the that mountain. stuff yes. sticks, stays down below the mountain. And this is another very important chart. Okay, so uh, I'll hold it up. You see all the different colored circles, uh, each one indicating a different cause of death. And what we see here is that uh, respiratory disorders are number three. Yes. The third leading cause of death. But respiratory uh, disorders also contribute to the other top two. I guess they would. Heart and circulatory. Yes. Being number one and cancer yes. number two, obviously, right? If we're getting yes. pollutants in our bodies, it's going to cause cancer probably at some point. So this is maybe why it's important, the education part of it. I mean, it's not, a, you know, a fear-based situation here for the air doctor but more of an education well for the for the, for people out there that might think oh i don't have a problem mm -hmm. right but uh, on the other hand i'm not even i gotta tell you right now i'm not even sure my uh carbon monoxide detectors are what's the last time you changed the batteries i uh i don't remember ever <laughs> checking them <laughs> and they're, they're only good they're only good for so many years and then you should replace them right it depends on which body and the thing is, you you might think you're okay, but when you find out you got a problem, it's probably too you late. You might not find out you have That's a what problem. I'm yeah. Now, the main thing that we should all be aware of is the Alera principle. 
Alero? Alera. A-L-A-R-A. Okay. We should all strive for that. And that's to get results or that are as low as reasonably achievable. Okay. So you want to, if you, you can't put yourself in a bubble. No. So what you do is you make things so you have the least amount of uh, toxins and, and whatnot that you're breathing in and being exposed to. So you take all the steps that you can that are reasonable. Reasonable, right. Yes. Okay. Um, so, I mean, yeah, so probably it's reasonable for anyone who's concerned about these health issues um, to take some steps to make sure that they their air is clean, right? More so for people that are now suffering from allergies, asthma, COPD, then you're concerned. Right, so these are some of the symptoms of, of uh, people that are, you know, that may be being caused by, you know. And they want to reduce their symptoms, so. Right. What they have to do is educate themselves. Okay, so what, uh, what can people do? Oh. Well, go to theairdoctor.tv, and there's a ton of information on there. <coughs> Why'd you go with the .tv, Peter? Just, uh, just, I mean, it's cool. It's, I'm saying it's cool, but... Well, it's television, so people... <coughs> video. So yeah. people watch video rather than, you know, reading or, or uh, whatnot. Yeah. If it's TV, it's okay. I'll watch this channel. I'll watch that channel. So I've got my own TV channel. No, that's great, because actually when I saw your card for... The, when you see that dot TV there, you go, oh, yeah, it's actually, uh, it's uh, high credibility. That's what I'm saying. For the digital television world of today. <laughs> so air quality, airwave uh, resource kit, like, you know. Um, I actually wanted about air quality. Okay, you want to flip see. through that? It's a flip chart. Flip chart, yes, and there's questions on there, and then there's the answers. It's too much reading for TV, but... Okay. Uh, Just read the questions. What is air pollution? How does air pollution affect my health? How do I know if I'm at risk? What is the air quality health index? How does it work? How do I use the AQHI? This is the government. It's from yes. the government. Yes. I'm glad they care. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But then again, there's more of the... Uh, okay, so, okay, this is a lot of... Uh, I'm going to have to go to the uh, airdoctor.tv because uh, too much reading. Oh, I just want to watch a video. Yes. Um, but, uh, I mean, like, so what happens if somebody's concerned about their quality? And it could be about the EMF, too, and that's a whole other thing. I mean, we were that's talking before we came yes. on. I know some people that have had to move out of the city because they can't deal with the uh, the electromagnetic pollution that's yes, going on, right? True. And we have uh, we got to cell cell towers uh, on the roof Lower. of this building. It's like you know, um, but you test it and it we're uh, surprisingly safe yes. in here, so it's not a problem. But uh, we didn't know that until you came in with the uh, your Doctor <laughs> Who device. <laughs> Look at this thing. Did you make that? No. That is. Can I hold Terminal. it up? This thing is cool. Look at this. It's like, uh, I don't know what. Uh, what you want to do? You uh, want to turn it on? 
Where do you get these things from? I think you need to be a professional to use this. How does it work? Okay, we're turning it on. That's the lower limits there. And so if you walked around the room, you can you can it's it's giving you a reading, right? So you can hear it for one thing, the static, but it's putting out a number. Different signals give out different noises. Are these frequencies that it's different frequencies are giving out or different yes. That's the, 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 the amount of smog that's coming, but different you'll get the little beep beep beep, you get different beep beep beeps and whatnot. And that's from different cell towers. Uh, either from So the the higher the number the more smog, electro smog. Electro smog. Yeah, yeah. So what is a safe reading on this thing? Alera, as low as reasonably achievable. All right, so we're doing all right, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Mean, what, what's uh, uh, what 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 does this number say when you want to get the heck out of there? <laughs> <laughs> It'll go off scale. Okay, good. Well, we're far below that. Okay. Well, that's a very impressive. Uh, Piece of equipment. Okay, here we go. Wireless, Education. wireless radiation rescue. You know, and I know people that are uh, that can't live in the city as yeah. a result, or there's certain parts of the city. Um, and there's people that tell me that you know, I know that even um, they built a lot of uh, condos uh, near the CN Tower. And some people are saying, you know, that's that's too close. I don't know if that's true. I don't know what you have to say about I that. I don't know. But, I haven't uh, tested it around there. I don't uh, like coming to Toronto. Hamilton's my home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, but... Uh, and even what about the hydro lines? You know, you, do you want to live... No, close? you don't know. I've had several people say no, uh, even a doctor. He said several of his patients with cancer have lived near the hydro lines. Mm -hmm. So it's, some people are going to say yes, but of course the hydro people are going to say there's no. No, no effect. Yeah. Just like cigarettes uh, way back when. Yeah. Asbestos, you know, until you find out. Uh, yeah. GMOs, you know, and, and all those other things. Um, okay, so the, you now get this the lobby groups and yeah, you're fighting those all the time. Now, what do you do with this book? I Read mean, it. is this a resource for yourself or is it something you can give to your clients? Anybody. Or yes. It's a general reading. Now, are you sensitive to the. The, the EMF radiation? Mildly. Yeah. Mildly. So, like, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm not that sensitive. And I got one of these, too, by the way. So, uh, I'm, right? It's got the Japanese nanotechnology in it. Uh, so, what is that? Well, it's supposed to be, well, Peter, maybe Peter, like, somebody, uh, I bought it. They said it was for, to help protect against EMF and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I'll believe everything. So I, I got one, but uh, I'm not really that sensitive. So but Peter... Still, it's cheap insurance. Like, you know, if it helps you, if it helps you psychologically, yeah. well, then you're under a little bit less stress. Yeah. So if you're under less stress, that's all that much better for you. Okay, yeah. But it, it might actually work, yes. right? I mean, in your and experience... Have, and they also have the little ones that you can put on the back of your uh, cell phones. Yeah, I know. I, I used to have one of those. <laughs> And do those really I don't work? know. I'm, I mean, not, have, I'm not 100 percent sure. Are you able to measure that with all these devices? I haven't. Yeah. I haven't had 
that yet. I haven't done that yeah. yet. Do you yourself have a cell phone? Yes. Do I use it? No. You don't? I know Mark has tried to phone me many times. And no, but I mean it's like uh, now myself on the cell phone, and I have a friend who doesn't, won't use a cell phone. Yes. And uh, I have to say that I don't like putting the cell phone up to my ear. The worst part is for the young children, they're putting them into their ear, their skulls are a lot thinner, yeah. and, and they're beaming those waves into their brain. Yeah. And that can affect your chromosomes. So as your chromosomes, it could affect you, but it could also affect your children. So you could grow up with a little minor, but then little minor, you know, deviation in your chromosomes. But then again, when uh, your children have children, uh -huh. uh, that can magnify that and even, so it can be mutagenic and carcinogenic and, you know. Yeah, like so that. we don't even know. I mean, we don't know. That's it. Like, we don't know what we're getting we're ourselves pigs. into. We're guinea pigs, just like the asbestos, like the, uh, so many other cigarette smoking, where mm -hmm. doctors used to recommend... I smoke this brand. This is the mm -hmm. best for you when I was growing up. Mm. Yes. Okay, so... Um, also in the electromagnetic radiation, there's EMFs and... Uh, this is a Gauss meter, tri-field meter, and this is just a Gauss meter, two different meters. Okay. So you can measure the um, uh, EMFs coming off your cords, going into your computer, the stuff coming off your TV, off your computer, and whatnot. And if you wanted to reduce the... Um, uh, dirty electricity in the lines in your house. Oh. There's this, you can measure it, and a uh, stats meter, that will uh, help lower the um, uh, the radiation that's coming off. So if you are susceptible, you are feeling, um, uh, you know, irritable or whatnot, with this and this plugged into your, your circuits, uh, that will help reduce the amount of dirty electricity that's uh, flowing through your wires. So what does that mean, dirty electricity, exactly? Well, it's giving off, um, uh, well, magnetic radiation, electromagnetic radiation. And then again, too much of that, that can affect you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like um, you wouldn't want to go under an MRI constantly. That's just a one-shot deal, like, you know, they give you a little shot. But if you're under that all the time, that's going to eventually affect your chromosomes and, yeah. and, and all your cells and, and whatnot. You remember, I remember, uh, like when we were kids, they would say, like, don't sit too close to the TV. Yes. Right? Yeah. Was for this reason? Yes. Then the next thing, you know, we had uh, computers, and we're sitting right in front of the TV. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. The CRT the monitor. The CRT, thank we got rid of those. Yes. Now, so are these... Uh, a lot, yes, they're a lot They're better. way better, well, right? Yes. A lot better. Okay, yes. good. Regardless whether they're LED or plasma or yes, LCD, yes. okay, good. So uh, that's good. But then now we got to all these. Uh, oh, I gotta ask you. Okay, because now we're going to 5G. Right? Oh, I know that's that's. Can you tell us about that? I uh, mean, uh, no, I don't know enough about it, but I know it's uh, it's going to be more concentrated, so we may have more people more susceptible. And we're going to find out very soon. How? More people are complaining about headaches and dis like you know being just feeling yucky and just plus we may get more diseases or whatnot, more cancer. Yeah. Maybe we <clears throat> should make a disclaimer here that air doctor, you're not actually a doctor. No. Okay. Just to clarify yes. that position. I'm a certified indoor air quality consultant. There you go. 
uh, and service provider. I have a building biology advocate. Now, building biology, uh, bull biology, that's the science of um, making your home as clean and pure as possible and as natural as possible. So you want to get rid of all your toxins, all your EMFs, and all that other stuff. It's, it's an absolutely phenomenal way to, uh, it's cleaner than green. So how does it work, like, for example, like when somebody gives you a call, like a typical uh, client or whatever, what, what happens? Uh, uh, well, I ask them what their problem is, obviously, yeah. and uh, usually it's a mold problem. Mm. Well, that's a whole other issue, a mold problem. Yes. I mean, uh, and what, uh, I mean, what's the, what are the symptoms that somebody might oh, to be uh, going Depending on what type of mold and how bad it is. Black mold, uh, the one person that I, had, I did, uh, that I had to go analyze the air for, uh, she was a single mother and she had a little daughter and she was just feeling terrible in, in her apartment. <clears throat> she went to her doctor and the doctor said, oh, it's all in your head. Uh -huh. uh, she complained to the landlord, the landlord came in, oh, a little bit of black mold over there, Dad, no, that's nothing, don't worry about it. It's, so I went in there, did the testing, it was black mold, and it was bad. And when I sent the results to her to give to the landlord, the, the uh, landlord moved her the next day. So now what happens in that instance? Do you come in with some sort of uh, air measurement yes, device? I'm a, yes, I'm a certified indoor air quality so you, so you can. What I take in is I go in there with my, my, my little tester. Yeah. I use my... Oh. One of the things that I have to do is take a moisture test. Okay. So I do that with this. This is a relative humidity test. And I can also take the moisture in the table, around, and whatnot. And then I have a little cassette there that's hooked up to a pump. Mm -hmm. So I have to take a, a sample for five minutes, and it blows into a little cassette. So it attracts all the mold spores and whatnot that are floating around in the air. With that sample, I take that, and I send it off to the lab. I have to take a sample on the inside and a sample on the outside. Of the house? And the outside, yes. Like outside? One outside and one inside. Now, if it's on several floors, I'd have to take several mm -hmm. uh, on the inside. Now, why do you have to take it on the outside? Uh, as a monitor. Like, you know, so if it's this on the outside, this on the inside, plus that or that. Right. So because you have air leakage coming in all the time anyway. Yeah. So it's not just the outside air. So you're having the pollution forming or starting or you know, blooming, the, the mold spores are blooming in the house. So you can tell that they're blooming in the house rather than just outside. Because some of the mold spores, there's all types of different, there's about 100,000 different types of mold. Mm -hmm. So to um, identify which ones are affecting you in the house, you have to do one inside, one outside. And So uh, then you subtract the ones from outside, from inside. And, and this that's is what your you're, problem on the inside. Yes. And then, um, so... Now, are all people affected? No. Their health affected adversely by uh, the presence of mold? No. No. So some people don't even know. Some people don't even know. Or it doesn't it's even like hay them. fever. How many people do you know are affected by hay fever? Some are, some aren't. Yeah. You know, it all depends on your individual body chemistry. Right. Now, how bad of a problem is mold, indoor mold? It depends on the person. Like, you know, it's... No, uh, what I mean uh, it's, it's The problem is uh, there's not enough air circulation. Now, when you seal your house up so tight, mm -hmm. that just concentrates condensation. Mm -hmm. uh, and condensation, you're going to get mold. Mold needs three things to grow. Moisture, 
temperature in a food source. Mm -hmm. It'll grow on drywall. If you have a leak from your water pipe in behind the drywall, you can't see it. The mold is there growing in behind. Mm -hmm. So with this, I can test, oh, there's a little bit of moisture in there. Oh, mm -hmm. you, got, you might have a leak in there when your water pipe behind mm -hmm. the drywall. Mm -hmm. So then what I would do, I would drill a little hole in there, put my pump, my, my uh, tube in there, suck out the air, and test the air back there and say, oh, you have, yes, you do have this amount of mold back there. So you got that whole wall has got to come out. You've got to find, find the source of your problem and fix it. Mm. That's what you have to do. Mm. There's, otherwise, you're just going to be sick and taking pills and going to the doctor. And but what if you're not sick? What if you're one of those people that doesn't get sick from mold? Well, like blue cheese. How many people eat blue cheese? I don't. That's mold. I know, but I don't eat it. I know. Neither do I. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I See, love some it. people. It's good. You like blue cheese? <laughs> Absolutely. No. <laughs> See, everybody's everybody's body reacts differently. <laughs> Um, but okay, so what? I mean, what per, what percentage of how, homes in, say, southern Ontario would you say are affected, are uh, or infected with some kind of mold? Every home, there's mold in here, and mold spores are in here. Oh, you put a piece of fruit out on the table here, oh, yeah. within a day or two, bang, and then how fast does that mold grow? So it's okay. So it's just everywhere, but it's in some instances it get you don't get want to be the a mold. problem. Yes, you don't want the mold spores. You don't want to give them a food source and uh, make the conditions for them to multiply readily available. Mm -hmm. So, but it's a natural thing that it is in the environment. It is. Yes, mm -hmm. you, there's mold spores out there. Mold yeah. spores in here. But you want to follow okay. the Alera principle. Right. And so, therefore, for mold, you want to keep your rel relative humidity is one of the most important things for maintaining your mold. You want to keep it between 30 and 50%, mm -hmm. 55%. Now, if it's lower than uh, 30% and it starts to get lower and lower, then it's the air in your house is getting drier. So when it gets drier, your sinuses dry up, and that's more, uh, it makes you more susceptible to viruses that are floating around in the air. And not only that, the dust, you'll get more dust, more dust mites. That's why we get colds in the winter, right? Yes, because your home's all sealed up and it's all dry, and your skin's dry, your flake more, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's that. Yeah, and there's static electricity, and, and that can affect your electronics. And, and okay, whatnot. so okay, so we talked about uh, particulate pollution. We talked about uh, electromagnetic pollution, uh, mold. Mold. Okay, now if the mold moisture is higher than 55 percent, yeah, then that's where you're gonna start to um, get uh, mold growth because that's just making it ideal for growth. You know, 50, 80% mold just goes, ah, yes, feed me, feed me. Well, that's why if you get a flood, you got to deal with it. Uh, the quicker, the better. You yeah. better better get that on that right away. It yeah. doesn't take very long at all for those mold spores to multiply. So as soon as you have a flood, uh, stop the source for one, and then get the uh, dehumidifiers get rid of all the moisture in the air. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the ideal thing would be to do, would be have a HEPA filter in there to get out all the fine particular mold spores that are floating around in the air. Mm -hmm. So reduce is, those. Is this, uh, are these services that you provide? Yes. Okay. And testing for the mold, like, you know, so I can come in, sample the air, send it off to the lab. You have uh, this many of, this type of mold, that type of mold, and this is how it will affect you. 
Okay, now, what else you got? You got a few other devices over there. I'm just uh, oh. curious. Uh, you got a Yoohoo. The Yoohoo. The That's a nine sensor air monitor. Oh. <clears throat> okay. That'll hook up the re you can hook up those results to your phone. Oh, so this is you get one of these, put it in your house, and then you can right. Uh, so if you have a person, phone. if you have children with asthma or an elderly person that you only see once every couple of days or whatnot that you visit, you can say, oh, oh, we have a problem here. So you can set it up remotely. So even if you're not yes, at their place. So you just put it in their home. The amazing thing is that actual phone application because it will actually alert you if you've got a high level oh. of carbon dioxide, let's oh. say, right, and it alerts you to say open the window. And that is remarkable to see that type of alert system mm -hmm. and then being able to automatically, you know, just open up the window, you see that carbon dioxide level go down and breathing is better, breathing is easier. And the other absolutely awesome feature of it, of this great unit, is um, it has the IFTT, which is the if this, then that app. So therefore, if one of the sensors go off, mm -hmm. like if it's too humid, mm -hmm. uh, if you have a dehumidifier plugged into your smart plug, mm -hmm. it will turn on your dehumidifier. Oh. Or yeah. your humidifier if it's too dry. Right. Yeah. So, it's, so or if it's uh, the you have too much air pollution, you turn on your air purifier, or your dehumidifier, your air purifier, you know, whatever. I'm familiar with that. If this, then that. It's <coughs> very cool, and I've seen some of those, but I, I don't. I mean, I use it for other purposes, but uh, that's but amazing yes. that they've got all that going yeah. on. Yes, I have one person here who knows uh, uh, her children have asthma, and uh, I've. Uh, Given her the Air Doctor Pro, and she tested that out too. This has this is absolutely awesome. These are both number one air quality worldwide uh, air purification and uh, uh, monitoring systems. Now the Air Doctor Pro, that's Hyper HEPA. That'll do um, 100 times more than just your regular air filters. Uh, for if you're in an apartment or whatnot, or if you have asthma, keep this in your bedroom. Now she has two children with asthma, two young youngsters. I think three ones one and a half so she tried one out so she put it in there she noticed that yes her kids were better mm -hmm. so just to test it she took it back out and bang her kids got sick again mm. so she's she's sold mm. you know so it's uh, it's you try it you do it and the proof is in the pudding now, have we seen oh. all these devices? No. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, oh, that's the carbon monoxide detector. That's cool. Yeah. Like, I'm a gas fitter. I, when I, uh, I retired about 15 years ago from Fasco. I sent my middle boy to Mohawk College to take the gas fitting course. He failed it by two marks. So uh, I took him to a fast track college, and they go, are you signing up too? And I go, sure, why not? Oh, yeah? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a licensed gas fitter. I can put in gas appliances, fireplaces. I mean, that's a whole other thing. We oh, didn't even yes. talk about the gas, oh, yes. right? Yes, but I'm not interested in doing that. That's for young guys with muscles and whatnot. My main concern is indoor air quality. Okay. Uh, indoor air quality, speaking of which, I put an HRV into my home 20 years ago. People didn't even know what they were back then. 
How to get it special ordered. What does That's HRV a heat, stand yeah. for? A heat recovery ventilator, and they also they have energy recovery ventilators. So what they do in the winter, they take the cold mm -hmm. air, fresh air from outside, bring it in, and warm that up and exhaust your warm, dirty air outside. So you're getting that exchange of air. Mm -hmm. So you're not, as a, we seal the homes up so tight today, mm -hmm. the homes don't breathe. Yeah. So when you don't, the homes don't breathe, when you cook, uh, you're getting the cooking odors. When you breathe, your carbon monoxide levels, the carbon dioxide levels go up. Uh, your fragrances, the stuff that you put on, the air cleaners, the air purifiers, the air purifiers or the air scrub stuff and your laundry and your dishwasher. And when your dishwasher, that soap, where does that air come out? That moisture comes out. There's also volatile again and compounds coming off that are cleaning up that soap. You don't even realize that. And the tray underneath your fridge, like, you know, you can have mold growing underneath there. So there's all types of uh, things in there. So you want the exchange of air. Yeah, for sure. And don't burn those dollar store candles in your home. That's absolutely insane. We, no? No. What? Which ones? The little flat no, ones? It's the little flat ones. That don't, if you're going to do candles, do the beeswax. What, what's wrong with those dollar store candles? What do they make them out of? I don't know. Petroleum distillates crap that they can't do anything else with, and they put them in there, and there's lead in them and all kinds of other chemicals that you don't know. So you're putting that stuff on, and not only that, they're giving off soot, and you can get little black lines on your uh, ghost marks on your on your wall. I've had mm -hmm. that before. I've analyzed that before, mm -hmm. where they had metal studs behind there, so that was a little bit cooler, so there's a little bit of black carbon dust oh, sitting on the uh, yeah, on the yeah. cool area where it was precipitating out. And the fine, they don't burn as clean either. So you're getting that fine PM 2.5 going up into the air. Now what does that mean, PM? Particular matter, 2.5 microns or less. A hair, a human hair is between 80 and 120 microns. So uh, PM 10, your body, you can cough that up, whatever, get rid of that. But the PM 2.5 and the ultrafines, the stuff that you can't see, yeah. like the stuff you can't smell or whatnot, uh, that can go down deep into your lungs, into your blood brain, uh, not your blood oxygen uh, barrier. It can go into your bloodstream. So these fine particles that are whatnot, when your carpet wears out, where does that go? It goes into the air. You're breathing it, so you're part of it. When your dog sheds, your cat sheds particles, uh, that's up in the air and you're breathing those particles. So that's those proteins are going into your system. Your body goes, invader, invader. So you see reactive protein levels go up. When they go up, your inflammation goes on, everything's going crazy. So if you got loose uh, cholesterol and blockage or like little loose cholesterol clumps or whatnot, oh. they can get dislodged and go through your system and then your heart attack and stroke. That's so that's why on the smog days, they tell you to stay indoors because that's when the hospitals have the highest incidence of heart attacks and strokes. And that's one of those days where the uh, respiratory can become yes. a, a yes. circulatory yes. problem. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Is there anything else over there we need to look at? Those devices, oh, yes. uh, we haven't shown them all. Um, radon. Radon. Radon, yes. Oh. The third leading cause of lung cancer. I didn't. I mean, I've heard of radon. Uh, but they say, uh, most people don't know that they've got radon. And what, I don't even know where does it radon, come from. There's radon in the air right here right now. Radon is a breakdown of radium. Radium. Yes. Okay. And radium 
breaks down and gives off, uh, the half-life, it gives off radon daughters. There's seven of them. So in 1988, the acceptable level for radon was 800 becquerels in 1988. 800 becquerels per cubic meter, which is just a number or whatnot. In 2002, they said, no, that's way too high. We've got to bring that down to 200. So the, now the acceptable level is 200 becquerels per cubic meter. So down from 800 in uh, 1988 down to 200 in uh, 2002. So basically, probably uh, people again, thought we, they were OK Yes, uh, actually aren't. Yes. So again, with the Allaire principle, we wanted as low as reasonably achievable. Mm -hmm. Now, if you do have higher level of radons, levels of radon, one of the first things you can do is seal around the seal up all the cracks in your basement. Is that where it comes from? The ground. It's a breakdown of uranium. Yes. So any air, it's the gas can come up through the uh, through the cracks in your basement. But I mean, are some areas? It, yes, your basement would be the lowest level. Lowest livable level is usually where you test. Yeah. So your basement is where you're going to probably accumulate your radon. But yes. I mean, are there some? You're not getting enough air circulation down there either. But are there some areas that have um, more radon than others? Every house, you can have three houses in a row. Yeah. One house can be big, and the two houses on either side. And Acceptable. So, so it just occurs naturally, naturally in the environment. You don't know. You don't know until you test. Where's the safety factor in that? Meaning, meaning, what is a safe level of radon because it's a less than two hundred. Less than two. Here's his word results that have fifty. So yeah. So this. So is the ideal okay. time to test for radon yeah. is in the fall and do a long-term test. Why is that? Why in the fall? Because that's when the house is usually sealed up. Okay. So you're not getting, so there's a, a long-term radon test. So this is a do-it-yourself kit. Yes. And they're relatively inexpensive. What would the benefit be of doing a test like that? Finding out that you have radon. You got you have a problem, you should do something about it. You know, because you hear about that. You hear every once in a while it becomes a news story. Oh, radon gas. But nobody, I've never heard of anybody testing for radon gas. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've actually wondered, gee, I, you know, do we have radon? Or you can get those at Home Depot. These? Yes. Okay. That's a long term. You can get the short term also. So would you suggest that every homeowner do this? Yes, thing? definitely. Everybody should get this. Everybody should test their home at least once. And if you do have significant levels, this is the um, short-term test, two days. So you what, for that test, what you do is you uncap, uncap the, uh, the two little vials, leave them down in your basement or whatnot for two days, cap them back up, and then send them off to the lab, and they'll send you the results oh. like I showed you on the sheet there. I see. So what would the harm be of somebody if they had the high radon? Uh, Lung cancer. Higher the, what happens is these radon daughters, like you know, you're breathing in high concentration of these radon daughters, they go into your lungs and they're just beaming off uh, high radiation. They're beaming off radiation. Now, outside here, they'll bounce off your skin. We have radon in here now. It's bouncing off your skin, it's not doing anything. But when it's down there where your, your blood corpuscles and, and whatnot are right, so it's just bombarding those. So the more they get bombarded, the more chances for them mutating mm -hmm. and turning into carcinogens or mutagens. Mm. So that's what you uh, mm. 
But either the second thing to do if you do have higher levels of radon is ventilate, put in an HRV, exchange the air, do the air change. Mm -hmm. Now, if that doesn't work, then you want to do sub-slab depressurization. That's where you punch a couple holes in the bottom underneath your concrete floor, mm -hmm. and you would put that to exhaust system. So the air, rather than coming up through the basement, gets sucked out and goes outside. You mm -hmm. put that outside. Mm -hmm. Okay. Radon, what else? Anything else we need to worry about? Radon? Uh, oh, the water. There's radon in the water. So if you have a, a well, yeah. So there's uh, you can do a radon in in the water. In the water. Test. So what happens when somebody calls you? Do you come in and measure for all this stuff? I or can. Yes. You can. Or, uh, and uh, I mean, what? How much does that cost for somebody that wants to have a, a full uh, the air scan? Uh, <clears throat> depends how far away they are. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but to do the air monitoring test, you're looking at about five, six hundred dollars for me to come in and do the air sampling and send it off to the lab and get the lab results and give you the, uh, the results. And uh, and you're located in Hamilton. I yes. mean, uh, you just mentioned. Because, I mean, you're the only air doctor I've ever encountered. <laughs> I mean, are there other air doctors? Or? Yeah, well, there's air doctors, but they, a lot of them do the duct cleaning or the um, uh, putting in the furnaces and the air conditioners and that type of stuff. But uh, I mean, that's a whole other thing, topic, duct cleaning, right? Duct oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cleaning. So what you want to do is you want to get your ducts cleaned, and then you want to have a proper uh, uh, air filtration system put on your furnace. Now these uh, ones you get for you know five ninety nine eight ninety nine. Might as well just throw those to the garbage. They're they're useless for cleaning your air. They'll take out big clumps, of dust bunnies or whatnot. But you want um, uh, to do a MERV. A MERV is a multiple efficiency rating value. So the higher the value uh, to to an extent, the better. Mm. Now you want a MERV rating of at least eight. Twelve is better. But you start getting higher than that, and if you just have that MERV filter in, uh, that'll plug up and that'll reduce the airflow in your furnace. And if you do that, then your AC unit can uh, build up. It'll build a frost up, and it'll stop your air conditioning mm -hmm. from working properly. Mm -hmm. Or your, it'll restrict the heating and you'll use more energy or whatnot. So what you want to do is have about a MERV 8, MERV 10, I recommend the wide four-inch ones by 25-inch whatnot, plus uh, a bypass system, and that's where the um, uh, the air doctor or the air doctor pure air experts. Uh, it has five levels of um, purification. Mm -hmm. It'll do the mold. It'll do the uh, fine particulate matter. Uh, the U it has two UV lights that'll uh, convert all your bad gases and that into carbon dioxide and water. Mm. And that's just phenomenal. If I take my laser air particle counter, which I didn't bring today, unfortunately, uh, I can show the amount of fine particles that are floating around in the air right now. So uh, from, from thousands or hundreds of thousands of particles going into the unit, I can get it right down to hundreds, right down to zero. Mm -hmm. And the same with the um, Air Doctor Pro. The air coming out of there is so clean. Okay. So it sounds like you come in, you do the measurements. You've got products that will uh, deal with whatever yes. issues you happen to find. Yes. And um, uh, now, is there anything else we didn't mention? I, I, every time I ask that, I get something new. <laughs> we got the radon, we got the blue, Let's the see. mold, the. Uh, I'm also an asthma ambassador. So that means people with asthma, I can give them information on that. Oh. This and that. 
and also being a member of the uh, hazard, I'm not saying that I'm a licensed gas fitter, well, this is for the uh, government, that's another government pamphlet. I didn't know they cared so much. Well, if you, there's information there if you want to look and find it. There's so much information out there. And all this is available, of course, at airdoctor.tv. Oh, yeah. Oh. Your monitoring system, if I, we could just maybe go back into the monitoring system. One of the things that I found has been really good for Peter's clients is putting in the monitoring system and putting in the Air Doctor unit. So, and the combination of those two elements, um, Peter's done trials and I mean every, I, I don't know if it's yes. everybody, but um, people that. I have testimonials on the website. Yeah. I've helped up people with that all. Oh, we'll get into that soon. But. Uh, seeing that I'm a licensed gas fitter, I get that from the TSSA, Technical Standards and Safety Association. Hmm. Now, um, now, how, how far do you go uh, in terms of... Uh, I'm trying to step away from that. So what I'm doing now is I'm promoting education. Okay. Uh, I'm in the process of doing, writing a book and uh, doing webinars. And I'm going to get my information out there that way so I can rather than just do it locally, I can get it out to hundreds of thousands of people. Like how many people in the world suffer from that? Yeah. Like one in eight people in the world suffer from air quality issues. Issues. So. And do you have a, uh, I, I notice on some of this material you've got an address in Hamilton. Is that a store where you sell I usually work out of my, um, I work out of my home. Okay. Usually. But I also am affiliated with... Um, Another uh, another company that does the air duct cleaning, and you've got um, you've got the website airdoctor.tv, and yes. you get a lot of this info in video form on there. Oh, well, there's several videos on there that I've made. Yeah, yes, which is amazing. Okay, any final? Is there anything we missed? Uh, yes, my book. <laughs> but it's not out yet. You're still writing it. I'm still writing it. You want to know about it? I do. Okay. Do it's going to be about easier breathing with air quality monitoring. Okay. That, is that the title? Yes. The, the working title? Yes. Okay. And that's a list of uh, 10 stories, true stories, that I've helped people with and how I've went in there, identified the problem, solved the problem. You know, maybe you should change the name of the book to Easy Breather. <laughs> you know, you got Easy Rider, now you got Easy Breather. Um, so uh, you got, uh, well, we talked about the, the single mother with mold problems. Daughters concerned with musty smell in the parents' home. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez, that was difficult. Pollen in the bedroom. Yes. Affecting sleep. Itchy eyes. We know all about that. Tina's nail shop. Yes. VOCs. What's that? Volatile compounds. So you go in the nail shop, they're using nail polish and hairspray. Oh, yeah. Um, A lot of those people get sick. Mold problems and student rentals, white oh, yeah. dust. Yes. Due to a home business, what kind of business was that? Uh, she made uh, molds for uh, hockey, uh, for hockey players. Oh, yeah. So she made special molds so if they got hit or whatnot, it would reduce their chance of getting a concussion. You mean the mouth? Custom, the, the, yes, the custom mouth guards. You see those guys uh, holding those in their yes. teeth during the game. Yes. Uh, COPD. Oh, yeah. Mm. 
Bruce, yeah, he was really happy. And he Sanjay was, couldn't breathe through his nose. Yes, because well, that's um, his mother. She was had a, a little altar downstairs, and she was doing incense all oh, the yeah. time. Yeah. So the incense and him just did not get along. And when I put that in there, he could, thank you, I can finally breathe through my nose. Yeah. Maybe that's why they used the peppermints back in the 60s yeah. with the incense. Okay. All right, Peter, this has been great. And Mark, thanks for uh, doing this today. And uh, I like the disclaimer. You're not a doctor, but you are one on TV. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so I'm as well. I'm a certified indoor air quality consultant representative, building biology advocate. Um, I'm a licensed gas fitter, so I can go in there and test for gas and whatnot. So. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm sold. I mean, if uh, you know, if uh, there's an air quality issue, uh, I know who to call. So, actually, w what would be the best number to reach at? Nine zero five five two two four thousand. But I do prefer email. Okay. So, what's the email? Peter at airdoctor.tv. Perfect. And people, of course, can check out the website and all the videos on there. Airdoctor.tv. Okay. Great. Thanks for uh, coming on in today. Well, thank you for having me. And now let's turn off. We'll turn on all these devices, and we'll measure everything all at once. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. And that's it for Liquid Lunch today. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. It's going to be an incredible show tomorrow. And uh, so, uh, oh, I should say we got the experiencers coming in tonight, so that'll be uh, always enjoyable. That's a different kind of uh, air pollution. You know what I'm saying? Okay, we'll see you. Thanks, thatchannel.tv. I mean, dot com. Airdoctor.tv.